What's up, guys? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo, man. And uh, this is Trust in Jesus Ministries. We're back. We're studying the Word. We're in Genesis. In Genesis chapter 9, we're starting a new chapter. And in a way, we're starting a new chapter of uh, life in the way of the world, in earth, because we have come to Noah. And we saw Noah got off the boat. We saw Noah was, uh, um, we saw Noah worship God. He gave a sacrifice. And now we're going to see what uh, happens next. So if you haven't checked it out, see Genesis chapter nine, verse one through seven, read it, see what it has to say, come back and we'll discuss the four questions. If you've already read it, let's go ahead and check it out, man. What does the scripture say? What is the guy who wrote these scriptures saying about um, what happened after Noah? Well, it says that God blessed Noah, man. And um, he told him to, to do the thing that he had said to Adam originally. That's how we know this is a, a new error is because it's like a restart. Adam started and now we have Noah starting because God blesses him again. He says, be fruitful, go multiply, fill the earth. And then there's extra that's going on. So after the, the uh, flood, there's something new going on. Now it says that the, the dread or fear animals will fear human beings now. So that, um, that, that kind of, uh, Dis discontent or that tension between animals that we saw with uh, the serpent and the woman has now further progressed to all animals um, because we're going to see there's another thing that is instituted as well. Not to say that it didn't happen, but um, we can clearly see that we can do it. And we'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah, so we have the fear of dread or the fear and dread is upon man. All the animals, man, every animal. And so God is giving a power for them to be subject to us. Um, and so that's one of the things. And I guess that's a way in which um, that that one rulership that, that we talked about in, in Adam, where it says that he's to subdue the earth, dominate it, control it as a co-regent or a, a vice regent of God. Then this is kind of a little bit of that statement here. But it's a different kind because of the corruption that we have on this world. I think maybe it comes from the fact that punishment comes because of man as a representative of the earth. But anyway, as we continue, we see that, uh, that it says that all of these creatures God gave into their hands. But then next, it says that um, we are allowed to eat meat. And I think that's a part of the way. Um, I, I don't know about allow, but it's clearly stated in this place. We could have eaten meat before, but it might have been the fact that we were vegetarian. And uh, it could be that the same fact with animals as well, that they are vegetarian. And then now things have changed in this new dispensation or this new time frame. Because that could be a part of the reason that the fear and the dread come over is because of that bloodlust. Because now after that, God institutes something else, a penalty um, for taking the life of man. He says that uh, if, if the life of man has been taken, then something will be required. And that is not just of man. So if human beings um, um, murder another human being, a life is required, but it's also animals because the price of a human being is, is, is so valuable. It's the image of God. And that's what God states. He says that we are made in his image. Therefore, there is going to be required something for the life of a human being, whether it's an animal or a man. And then finally, it says what was required of it. He stated something is required. 
Well, life is required, flesh for flesh. And it says, by man, uh, this will be done. And so in a way, this is instituting a um, retributive justice, retributive justice, retributive justice. And that is, uh, or some call it like, I think it's a lax telenon or something, an eye for an eye. And so this is also a a say for um, capital punishment as well, is that if if man has been slain by man, will that life be slain? And so that's uh, that's some some things that God has instituted in this new time or this new season in um, the life of the world. We have uh, one more thing as well as the reinstatement or again, God says, fill the earth, multiply. And so this is something that God feels strongly about is that we should multiply, grow and fill the earth, man. And because uh, he desires for human beings to be on this planet. That is why he blessed us with this place so that we can live here and uh, share in a walk with him and this wonderful harmony. And so I think that that's wonderful because it just uh, shows. Well, we'll see what it shows. When we get to um, when we get to what does this say about God? Well, we're on it, guys. What does this say about God? I think it just shows his love for his creation. Um, The fact that he would continue to tell us to increase and to grow and fill the earth, despite the sins that we have, man, it's just his love that he has for human beings, but also that he's a blessed God. I mean, he desires to bless his creation. Um, I believe in the last chapter we talked about how he has called them to to um, fill and multiply all of the animals, not just human beings, but he reinstitutes this new inauguration of the world um, as Noah comes out of the ark. And so he just loves all of his creation and he cares for it. But he's also a judge, man, is that he sees the life of human beings as is, is infinitely valuable. And so if something happens, he is going to take the place as judge to make sure that uh, this, the action that has taken um, will be rectified, that there will be justice being made. Now, what does this say about man? Well, I think it says that uh, we're called to care for the world, is that um, we're called to take care of and rule over this world again. And we do it with uh, uh, love and we do it with compassion. And uh, it's because we care for the animal. We care for the human. We care for all those things around but also that we know we're made in the image of God is that we are infinitely valuable because God made us in his image. And that means something. It's where our identity is found. It should be placed in the fact that we are the images of God, representatives of who he is on this planet. We talked in length about that uh, in one of the first couple of episodes. So check that out if you, if you want to know more about what it means to be in the image and the likeness of God. How do we apply these truths to our lives? I think one thing that's super important for us is to recognize that we are made in the image of God. And so right now, if you feel unworthy, if you feel hopeless or you feel broken, or you feel like you you have no value or that you're not worth anything, well, then fix your eyes firmly on the one who created you. Fix your heart firmly on the one who has molded you from the dust of the ground. Because what he says is that you are worth everything because you were made in his image. You were made in his image. And so much so that as you continue through the uh, the, the oracles of scripture, if you continue through the writings, you see that 
He gave his son for you, Jesus Christ, so that you might live and know your worth and know your value. Hey, I thank you guys for listening, and I will uh, see you in the next episode.